0: Welcome to episode fifteen of the eighteen seventy eight FM podcast. It's me, Ped. I've got Davidy. Andy Bush is with us for once. Um,
1: Emily. Then... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, I'm on a roll. Out of mine. I'm on a I'm, I'm, I'm roll. Is this two on the trot? Two I've done the trot. Yeah. Two two games back to back. He's right. He's Just like call him. me
0: Andros Bush. Dominic Carvin lemon <laughs> Um Baz has, Baz has fallen to the illness that is going I don't know yeah. Don't know what he's been doing to get ill, but uh, he is out
2: of action. So You know what that means though, don't you, Ped? Go on. That's right. I do claim the mantle as being mm-hmm. the only person from the beginning of this podcast to have played every minute. There you go. (laughs) The only one
1: remaining member. It's like when Bucks Fizz, one of the fellas off Bucks Fizz went and did his own Bucks Fizz. And like a couple of other people involved, but it was just him on his own. I can't remember the name of the... He did it with the fella from Dollar. Do you remember Dollar? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 And he looked remarkably the same as him. They did. They had
2: had similar similar hair and faces. And didn't the Dollar Man... (laughs) Didn't he end up running like a takeaway van or a kebab <laughs> van somewhere? Wasn't it yeah. some mad story like that? David where... Van Day, David Van Day, yeah. and weirdly
1: enough, he's doing a he's doing a pub New Year's Eve entertainment round the corner from us here uh, this coming oh, is New he? Eve, Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe the well... catering as well. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we should come along, Mister. That'll be good. Maybe. Christmas party. He clearly
0: made it big, then, didn't he? With us, oh yeah, we're getting off. So basically, Dave, what you're saying is you're the Tony
2: Hibbert of the podcast. I am the Tony here at the podcast. You know, always reliable, you know, yet yeah to score. absolutely Get never to score. never never the best at anything. Get right? to score but always always here, you know, and <laughs> uh and yeah, sort of complimented more on my attendance and my performance I like to think. <laughs> there you go. Um England are out the
0: World Cup. Um which yeah has devastated the nation apparently not not that I'm aware of it but it has apparently devastated the nation but England went out two one to France on a Saturday night and um, yeah, you know listen that England have done all right in the World Cup I don't think they've yeah. been amazing I don't think anyone's been amazing but David mean you know does there, does there really need to be a big um, you know a big thing made about this was it just a case of getting beat by a, a, another decent footballing team.
2: I think it was getting beat by another decent footballing team and also I think it was it was not taking your chances and being slightly unlucky on the night as well. Um I don't think there was a huge amount between it to be honest with you. Um but you know France are a good side. Um I thought England went out with a bit of a whimper to be honest mm. with you. I mean I think that's that's a bit that's disappointing. Yeah. is that it just sort of just went, didn't it? And it was just like Neh. Here we go again. and um, But they've done well, you know, and I don't think we should be too crestfallen about it. I think they've had a decent tournament. I think there's been some good performances. I don't think that really any blame should be labelled towards Gareth Southgate or or anybody. You know, Harry Kane missed a penalty. These things happen. I mean, he's normally ever-reliable. So it wasn't even like you could kind of question the decision-making of actually having him step up for that pen because normally he buries them. Mm. So, you know, it's one of those things. Um, I'm not too down about it, to be honest with you. I mean, it's just a bit like – but well, it's um, though, isn't it? Because there's been – I think we talked about this before on the podcast, but I think there's been a
1: change where we've gone from, you know, brave but crap, Terry Butcher, bleeding, yeah. headband-type thing uh, where we're, you know, valiantly failing – I remember going out, you know, when we went out in Euro 96, I had to go for like a walk with some friends and just calm down and had a beer on the beach and all that kind of stuff. And I was devastated. Whereas this time, I think we've changed into a team that a little bit like what we used to admire about Germany, kind of a bit more cold and clinical and in control. And there's less highs and lows with England. It's just a constant rotation of the ball. And it's a little bit more mechanical, isn't it? So you don't get that kind of like heroic gaza an inch away from poking the ball in with his toe what yeah. if moment it just the game kind of ended and just kind of got on with making the tea and it was just uh mm. like dave said it was just kind of a a strange do, do i prefer it because obviously it was really painful and horrible when we've been out in you know tears in turin and all that kind of stuff it's less painful than that but it's definitely a new experience to get used to as being an england fan because it's just a it's a different we're now playing football the way that we always kind of wanted to play football wish we played like those guys and mm. seem less bothered by the highs and lows of how a game might go and be a bit more kind of constant but with that comes a slight disengagement that happens with the fans and I don't know about you I mean it hasn't helped by it being in Qatar and with some weird atmospheres but I felt kind of disengaged from the whole thing all the way mm. through
2: yeah I mean I have to say I mean as a, as a tournament we, we said this before, you know much as there's a lot of weirdness with it being in Qatar and, and a lot of things that we wouldn't necessarily agree with. but on a footballing basis, I think it's actually been a great tournament. Yeah, I think there's been some some really, really good good games and some some really interesting results. Um, and you know even now when we look at what the what the semis hold, you know, the fact that Morocco and Croatia are in there, you know, is is I think is really good, um, and also I mean I suppose that's the only real disappointment in so much as it's been so open, and there were so many big teams went out. You know, in the in the earlyish stages that, you know, you could argue that England have never had a better chance to get to a final. Mm. Um, which I suppose that's one thing which is maybe a little bit disappointing because the path was there in front of them, but you know France was never was never going to be an easy one to get get past. Um, and um, you know I, I'm I'm genuinely interested to seeing what the semis hold you know and who actually gets there because honestly at the moment based upon what's happened thus far you wouldn't really bet on anybody you know you wouldn't necessarily bet on Argentina beating Croatia at the time of recording by the way we're doing this on Tuesday morning yep. so that game hasn't happened yet <laughs> but same with France and Morocco you know you just don't know no.
1: yeah I, I, it's, no. it's weird I, just going back to the England thing yeah. as well I, I do feel I as you mentioned, we don't we don't have a killer. He hasn't got another gear, has he, Southgate? He's probably going to get the keep on with the job because I can't imagine anyone else doing it at the moment. It's, it's kind of very much. Although Poch has with come
2: out, has come out saying that he'd take it though, hasn't he? Really? Yeah, yeah, he said that this morning. Yeah, yeah. God, it's
1: just weird, isn't it? I'm not too sure where what will happen, but um, you know, there was a bit after the after half time at uh, the start of the second half where France were having a bit of a wobble and we were on top. And he just doesn't, he doesn't go for it. Do you remember that, you know, remember the, the Euros final where mm-hmm. Italy were all over the place, yeah, first mm-hmm. 15 minutes arguing amongst themselves. And he just, mm-hmm. he just cagely sits back and keeps at the same pace. There's no yeah. change in things. So uh, I, I feel like you're right. We, we we kind of missed an opportunity to maybe put them to bed a little bit better and just kind of got eased out of the game, really.
0: Yeah. It, I think it's the trade off, isn't it, with Southgate? I think. Um... I think you you both like right what you're saying. You know the England. It's probably the it's been the best England team I think I've seen uh, as a squad probably in my lifetime. I think we've had better. I think there's been better teams probably like '96 mm-hmm. as you said and more characters. But as a team, what you can see is you can see an evolving. And I think in eighteen months with Foden being. You know, a little bit older, and, and Jude Bellingham being a little bit older, and and if he can get a better center, another centre back in, I think you'll see it evolve again. I think the worry for for me with Southgate is he, he's got a really nice group there, and he's done really well to put them together. It's just whether he's got that killer attitude with with the likes of subs and got that coldness to leave people yeah. out. But then. Just you know, without knowing too much about it, I've I've been looking at some of the stories about Eddie Jones, the rugby union guy mm. who seems to be a born winner, by the way, and has won mm. things with with Eng, with England and Australia and stuff. But the stories coming about out about him are absolutely horrific. Like the like the way he treats people and what he demands of the players, and it's like that's that weird trade off, isn't it? It's like. Do you want an absolute winner who may ruffle a few feathers and might cause a disharmony within the squad? Or do you want a nice guy like Southgate who actually builds this great squad, sort of make sure the media don't put too much pressure on them mm. and creates a scenario for players to grow into, which we may not have seen yet. We may have just had a, a decent squad, but it's, it's ready to kick on now with a few of these younger players taking over the mantle from some of the older players. And it's finding that balance, and I don't know it whether at an international level you need that sort of really hard-nosed thing because you get you have them once a month if you're lucky. You don't, you, you know, it's not like it's not like it's not like Southgate gabs hold of you know the Man City plays and goes, oh, I'll show you something Pep hasn't shown you. Like, that's not happening, is it? Really? All he's there to do is put a team together and make subs. And it's I think I think he's the right man for it because he's he's a nice balance. But uh, you know, you know. Andy, as you said there, there has been opportunities, and was saying the opportunities on Saturday, where you're thinking, why wasn't Marcus Rashford on ten minutes earlier? Why did he yeah. take Saka off? You know, why, why one one did he not just grab over Jordan Henderson, get him off, and say we've got Rice and we've got mm. these, and we're going to have a go? And it, it's but a I think it's I think, really fine it's
1: line. <laughs> It's a cane. they've got a cane problem going on at the moment, which I think is the same problem that Tottenham have got with him, where he's he's doing that thing where strikers get, maybe their pace goes a little bit and they start to drop deeper and deeper and then there's no never one. never had any pace so, has he? I don't know, but something's happened to him though, where he's getting the yeah. ball a lot deeper and it, the Spurs have got the same problem with him, which is maybe one of the reasons why they've gone for Richarlison and all that yeah, kind of stuff yeah. as well. So they've got to address that, I think, England, because that that's quite a clear problem that's come through in this tournament, is that... Kane isn't on the end of any of these things. He's putting the ball in more times yeah. than anything else, is not he? Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. how do we deal with that? And I would love to have seen Callum Wilson just allowed to maraud for the last 10 minutes of the game. See yeah. what would have happened yeah. there. You you know? Know what I, I
0: like I... Callum. I would have as well. I I was before the state uh, before the tournament took off and before the squad was announced. Me and Baz were someone who would be in it, and Baz was thought Dominic Appleton had the chance. I was like, no, Callum Wilson's By flying. Yeah. he's flying. You puff players in, and actually, I was a little bit disappointed. Madison never got a like yeah. a few. I know he'd been injured, but I was a little bit disappointed. Just those, someone who hadn't been involved, and I know Callum mm. Wilson was involved in the Iran mm. game, but just someone just to change it up a little bit. But you know, this that's what that's knockout football for you, isn't it? It's it's um, it can be hard, and as you both said, they, they, they didn't go out with a whimper as such. I think they give everything they could, but it was at the end of the game. It wasn't. I think we love, don't we, as English or even British people love that hard luck story. Or as Evertonians, mm-hmm. if we get beat, but we can complain about something like the re- a refereeing decision, it sort of takes the edge away or gives us something to moan about. I think it's a very English thing having something I to think- moan about.
2: I think it was, uh, yeah, maybe going out with a whimper is the wrong expression, but I think it was just the way in which it happened, where you you get the clock running out, and you just knew yeah. it was just it was just going, wasn't it? You know, yeah. you knew that there wasn't going to be that last gasp chance at the end. You knew it was just the clock was going down. England were going out. It, we we all sort of accepted it. Um, the ref, uh, the ref was a bit of a dickhead, though, wasn't he? The ref, the, yeah, the ref was a dick, but you who apparently know, is going to get the final. Yeah, I know. I heard oh. that. He's, yeah, he's nailed on for that, which is incredible. But going back to Gareth Southgate for a minute, I think you know, I agree with you. I think, I think that whatever happens with Gareth, um, whether he does continue or indeed whether somebody else comes in, I think that the greatest um, achievement for him will have been in terms of changing the culture of the of the England setup. And I remember hearing this from journalist mates of mine. You know, a long time ago, when he when he first came in and just said that they'd gone to St George's Park and and having having reported on on England before and having been inside the camp under um, the stewardship of different managers, the atmosphere was wholly different, but in a much better way. It yeah. was much more open. It was much more relaxed. And this is something which he's he's instilled in there. And it was great, you know, seeing the players with their families and whatnot afterwards. And 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 yeah, I mean, they look like a happy bunch. And, and they look relaxed and they look like they play for each other. And that's that's really important. And I think, you know, that can't be underestimated in terms of that as an achievement. Whether you want somebody who's more of a, for, for, for want of a better term, a hothead who's going to make those difficult decisions. But don't forget, though that's also that's a 50-50 call and that can be divisive as well because you know you can be that hothead that gets it right that time and hauls off that star player and puts somebody on and they score score the winner but you know by the same token you make those rash decisions and you get it wrong and you've got just as much chance of getting it wrong half the time you know then suddenly you get pilloried and you're on the front page of the of, of the papers so um i i think i think all round i think gareth is a good steady mix of all sorts of things and i think actually when you look at his time in charge i mean again we're saying it like he's like he's finished and 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 actually i don't want to see him go but I think he's had a really, really good career thus far as an as an England manager, and and I wouldn't be in any rush to swap him personally.
1: Also, as well, he, he the, the England manager now needs to comment on uh, a range of different subjects that normally they wouldn't mm-hmm. have been asked to to comment on. You know, like politics and yeah. ethics and all that kind of stuff. And he's, I just think he's got a really good way of dealing with the media like yeah, that. that we might not have got if, could oh, say Allardyce was still there or, or something mm-hmm. like that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a different. It's just I feel like the jobs changed. The England yeah. job has changed quite a lot actually. Now it's like a, it's almost like a part of an institution rather than like all about yeah. that that one manager's personality. It's a bit more continuity with it, which is which is a good thing. And as you were saying, Dave, I think the England team and the way that they are as ambassadors for the country, uh, it's quite good. It, it, they've come a long way since the dentist chair and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Mm. Whereas we might sometimes want a bit more of that kind of rogue, those old days of a rogue. I think going forwards and progressing as a footballing nation, then we are get, we're definitely going in the right direction.
0: We've, we, we've moved on. I mean, in a good way. We've moved on from the dentist care, dentist chair celebration to Jack Grealis doing a celebration for a young lad on the pitch. Yeah. Now, that that, yeah. that that that's yeah. that's got to be progress, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah, no, I agree. There. That's got to be progress, and um, I actually. I, I think it's in his hands, isn't it? It'll be up to him whether he wants to keep it. And I'd, I do agree with you what you just said there, Andy. It's like, I'm, I'm not a particular England fan as such. It's just not in me. If they lose, I just go, oh, well, and that's the end of it. But what I do look at is I do look at the squad and go, this is a really likeable set of people who I think represent the mm-hmm. country really, really yeah. well. And that's what he's instilled. But one thing I do think about Southgate is I really fear for him if he goes into, the, into a club system again. Because I just... I look at him and I, I don't... You know, all those things, nice things we've just said to him about him, I think they'd go against him if he went back into the club game. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I just don't think those things are applicable. I think you have to be really hard-nosed. I think mm-hmm. you have to have a really an edge to you. I think you have to keep certain things away from the media when you're the manager. And I, and I think that stuff would work against them. And I think it has changed. I think international ma- management now is completely different to club management. It's almost... almost it is a place for... For people who who've just got, um, you know, good good man man management skills and 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 don't have to deal with all that other stuff that you know club managers have to deal with. It's so- more
1: coaches, isn't it? It's more like a collection now. Of I was looking at all the managers and I didn't recognise very many of them in the World Cup. It was a bit like playing pro evo's, like yeah. just got like generic <laughs> managers with suits and shirts and ties running around celebrating. And it's a bit it's a bit more of like a coach. It's more like someone who works within a, an institution yeah. or like yeah. a, a thing rather than. Uh, uh, a lightning conducting single, you know, personality like Capello type thing. Yeah, I mean I agree. those days are gone, aren't they? No, bit. I
2: agree, and I think yeah, he's 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 almost too he's almost too smart and sophisticated for that now, isn't he? You know, you can't really see him getting his hands dirty. You could see him maybe in some kind of more senior role. I mean, whether like a director of football role yeah. maybe, and if he was yeah. to do that, where would he do it? Maybe somewhere like Middlesbrough. He's still based up in the northeast, I believe. You know, I don't know. But you could see him more in that role rather than, you know, in a, in a dugout. I agree with you. It just feels a little bit incongruous to kind of think... see him there on a, on a piss wet Tuesday night, you know, away at Burnley or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't feel right. Does I it? think
0: Henry Henry Winter suggests that he should maybe look at becoming the technical director for England, and you mm. know, t- take the step upstairs and then maybe let someone else come in, and and that person might be one of these names that everyone gets thrown at it whether it be an Eddie Howe or, or even a Frank Lampard I think that could be as Andy suggested it the under 21's manager or the under 19's manager yeah. because that just seems mm. the way it is now that seems mm. the way it's gone you know rather than you know champion Stephen Gerrard or someone like that just you know keep that continuity and the next mm. person comes in who oddly enough would be Lee Carsley, who played for Ireland but that never that doesn't matter um, <laughs> no no but I, to be yeah, going back to what I think you said before David I think it has been a really good tournament and mm. Someone, someone suggested to me over the weekend on Twitter. He said, "That's it. I'm finished with the World Cup now." And I was like, "What? Just mm. like what? We're in the semi-finals. We're in the fi- We've got the final on Sunday. It's the World Cup. England are out. What's new about that? Yeah. Like, why would you? Why would you stop watching now? This is where it gets good."
2: Yeah, I don't understand that. I really don't understand that. You know, England aren't in there for I'm not interested anymore. I mean, I just think that's nonsense. I think also possibly because, you know, like you, Pad, and I think we're all probably of the same same opinion, that um I've never had the huge passion for England as a as a as a as a fan. Um I don't know. I mean you have a huge passion for your own club and then you watch England games, but I've never ever and it's a strange one actually because I've actually I've been away I've I've been away to England games not actually through my own choice because I would never have gone to the effort or the expense to have followed England to a major tournament and I've been there in a works capacity but it's been an interesting eye line to be there with those fans and how completely not part of it I felt <laughs> if that makes any sense I felt no I felt no kind of allegiance in the same way you know when you go and watch when you go and follow your club home and away and you feel, and football is tribal and we all know this, and you feel part of it and you all have a common mm-hmm. interest and a common bond and a common identity. And I just never ever felt that, being part of an England crowd you know, travelling to the stadium on the Who are those people those days? Who are those people that you, go and watch England? They are fans but, but, of lower league teams, let's get it but, right. Do you, do, you know what, do you know what they are? And I don't mean this to be too, too you know um, disparaging of them but they tend to be people who don't have their own football identity Mm. themselves, you know, and you, and you find this is that, you know, in the past when there's been, for example, and, and again, I'm not, not trying to make them all out to be hooligans, et et cetera, but when you have had trouble before and you've had arrests before with England fans traveling away and you find that, They're so-and-so from Wellingborough in Northamptonshire (laughs) or they're from Basingstoke or they're from bloody Totnes in Devon or they're from wherever. You know, places that don't have their own... um, you know, real football yeah. identity. They tend to be from nowheresville, mm. and therefore, in the absence of their own football identity, they kind of latch onto the national side. In my opinion, that's a huge, no, no, I think it's right a here. huge. There's a huge and, and broadly sweeping statement, and there'll be many people who would disagree with me. But I think that there is certainly those that, that use England as a as a crutch for the absence of their own football. No, when you look,
0: you have to look at the flags. To see where
2: yeah
0: and i don't think i don't think that is i don't think that's a <laughs> negative connotation you've just said there dave i just think you're absolutely right we i mean of the three of us i mean i'm obviously slap bang in the city I'm, i live yeah. two miles away yeah um on a on a, on a good day which is very really I, I can easily run to Goodison. not that mm. i do that very often but um and and that, that that's my life and yeah. and i would i have just never felt i felt a little bit when i was a kid and it you know you soon grow out of it and i think other things can come into it like geopolitics mm. and these kind yeah. of things yeah. when you start looking around and looking and thinking I don't know if I have the same opinions as those people who go yeah. and but but it is it is just about identity, isn't it? You see this mm. I think you see this in America as well as well. They have a real swell of um, you know, the the same patriotism because yeah. they don't have football clubs or, or American football clubs or or any sport right always where they live. So they're gonna latch yeah. on to the big thing. And I think I think in a way there's an you know growing up and I've been to a lot of European games away from home and I've been to i I've been to just a lot of games in general in Europe that don't involve Everton. And I think you sort of just you learn how to behave or to how to be mm. around other people. Or certainly mm. just going to big games, you learn that. And I think I think the problem with hooliganism over the over the years, which is which obviously started this sort of way of how we look at England fans is that a lot of these people do come from small places and maybe mm. the only time they did go to uh, abroad as such might have been to on it at the time in 18 to 30 mm. or whatever. Mm. So mm. I think I think that's who they are. I, I do think that's evolved a bit though recently as well because of this team and, and, and because a lot of people now see themselves in this team as well, whereas beforehand it did, let's be honest, used to be... Eleven white fellas um you know playing foot playing for the national side, and a lot yeah. of a lot of people couldn't recognize themselves in those people and now 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 a lot of people do recognize do recognize yeah. themselves, so therefore it's becoming it it's expanding i think who does support ev- England who wants England
2: to do well yeah, and no, I agree with you, i agree with you
1: but um it's i mean the main thing is it's just been a nice break. <laughs> it's been a nice break from Everton. Uh, I was talking to my dad, you know, about the get the the Boxing Day game and I just I'd kind of forgotten about it restarting. I was like, mm. Oh, can't they just leave it a little bit longer or something? Do you know what I mean? Just like even one more week. Give us a week's
2: grace. Just maybe maybe the good. new year, as you say. Let's yeah, let's let, let, us, let, us, let us get the festive period out the of the way. Yeah. Or August would work. For August me. The no, I mean, it's it, would work. No, it'd be good though if every
1: year though there was like a, you could bid for like a deferment and you can just you can finish, you know,
2: fifth from mm. bottom.
1: Just, and call it now just go for it now yeah. don't play any more games you know,
2: it's also you know it, as you say just putting an ice because as things stands at the moment you know we, we've stayed up yeah you know, and it's, it's, let's, let's, call <laughs> let's call it now let's, let's call it now let's give them a break everyone's
1: tired everyone's injured
2: we've declared
1: so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah declare let's declare there should be declare. a concept of declaring there you go um, yeah so
0: we've obviously got three games left, four if you include the third and fourth place, That no one ever does I don't know why they do no. that I don't know why they do that game, no one's asked no one wants to be third in the World Cup no one could care less, they just mm. all want to go home um, so we've got the three games left two semi-finals, obviously the final on Sunday just one thing before we move on from the World Cup do you, <laughs> are you aware that in three and a half years time, the World Cup will have 48 teams in it
1: I didn't and, know that. And no. they
0: will be looking to do group games of just three teams, and that will be it. And then you'll you'll be into the. There'll be an extra knockout round. Why?
2: Why? Why are they changing that?
0: <laughs> well, apparently this has been in place since 2016. That 2026 would be 48 teams. Now I love the World Cup, mm. but that just seems like an like just overkill. For me, yeah. that just seems like massive, massive overkill. Surely
2: sorry, Andy, that can only be a financial decision, surely. Oh, yeah. From yeah, FIFA? Really? I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard as it is to believe yeah, no. that actually <laughs> FIFA's decision making could be based entirely on revenue. Mm. But I mean, I just, this is what pisses me off about them is that, you know, these decisions, which in my opinion are not made for the betterment of the game or the tournament, but actually are probably just lining somebody else's pockets. One would possibly assume, but not Maybe. necessarily the opinion Allegedly. of me or indeed, or indeed the <laughs> podcast as a whole. Thank you.
1: <laughs> well, I remember there was a video game called FIFA 98, the road to the World Cup. Mm. Do you remember that? I do. Uh, and what you're supposed to do is take over an international team and get them to the World Cup. So it kind of brought in the qualification process as part of the game. And it was just awful. It went on forever. Mm. <laughs> it makes you realise how boring that whole bit is. And mm. I know they've tried to jazz it up a little bit, but yeah. God, if they add more into that when you actually get to the tournament, there's even more games, then... Well- uh, it's just going to push well, apparently, it over the
0: edge. Apparently, there won't be any more games for each team. Each team will play the same amount of games. Now, if they get to the final, they will play seven games. So there won't be any extra games because you'll take one game out the group stage yeah. and then you'll add that onto the next stage. But it means that Minnow teams will only play two. You know, will only play yeah, two yeah, yeah. team two games. Which is why would you be asked? You know, and. It it would be it'll be the first World Cup where all six continents will ha, will have a team guaranteed in it, Um so the, the Australasia one will have a team in it guaranteed, which will be New Zealand, um, because the rest of them are just all little tiny islands. Yeah, and it, but forty eight just seems like. Yeah, it just seems like a massive overkill to me. And and um, again, there's three torn there's three countries holding it. So that I don't know whether that played a part in they maybe didn't know how to fit, hadn't figured out how to get all three teams in it. So, but that's what we've got to look forward to in uh, America, Mexico, and Canada in three and a half years time.
1: Maybe, maybe World Cups is just you know uh, nostalgia. Maybe it's just a thing of you know PK the the little Mexican <laughs> fellow with the, <laughs> the uh, you know do you know what I mean like uh, an Aztec Lightning the theme tune to the uh, you know Italia 90 World Cup and maybe that's just nostalgia and the older you get and the more wise to football you get the more kind of like stinking it is when you kind of see it up close and personal and that's just how it is
0: yeah no. They, and if you watch all the documentaries you'll see that's just how it is so there you go we've got that to look forward to and the three games to come but um, some, it, we're in December and the weather is actually december weather which is very very strange mm. um i actually last week when i was in new york it was actually 14 and 15 degrees on some days it was it? oh it was ridiculously warm ridiculous and then when you go into a shop mm. it would be even hotter people would be walking around in shorts it was it was like mm. like in the shops you felt like you were going to pass out that's how hot it was yeah 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 um but why does this country have such a problem with weather Why does it always, number one, why are they always shocked? Why is this country always shocked or the institutions always shocked by the weather? And why do we as British people have such issues with weather when we always know what's going to happen?
2: Yeah, I mean, with the exception of things like the record temperatures this this last summer, where it was 40 degrees, wasn't it, in July or August or whatever, I remember that day. And... With the exception of that, which obviously is not the norm and is not commonplace, although frankly, Probably it's, getting really bit, more nor- it's getting more yeah. normal year upon year. But yeah, you're right. I mean, where we find ourselves at the moment where we've got snow and ice, there's always been snow and ice, you know. But yeah. I mean, this is a country who, you know, trains get suspended when there's leaves on the line, you know, and whatnot. Or, you know, it just seems that, that things get suspended very easily here for no real reason well, my
1: my eldest daughter her school has been cancelled two days on the trot now because of snow because they, they're unable to clear the uh the area or something mm-hmm. and, and I just think we've got way too used to just canceling stuff remember mm-hmm. canceling used to be like last resort and anything very last resort it's got the show must go on and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and I think when I was a kid I probably had like one day at school where it was snowed off and it couldn't get in and all that kind of stuff whereas they just cancel stuff right left right and center now they do it all the time I just think that they're having an enough for two days. The school closed for two days just seems ridiculous.
2: I have to ridiculous. say, though, I was I was desperately, you know, checking my phone yesterday morning for a late doors email from the school that kind of like, – leave, leave leave for the school, run at 8 o'clock, mm. right? And so I'm kind of like ten two, still nothing, 5-2, still nothing. <laughs> I, I literally waited, still nothing at 8, eight o'clock, because, just because it was going to be a, a bit of a pain in the ass journey to, to do an hour's round trip in potentially sort of snowy weather. But anyway, I got, got – Got, got me Were the
1: roads there. okay though when you went out on the roads? Yeah, I mean, they were
2: fine. I mean the I mean, little mean, I mean you know, I mean for, for those that like detail, the little some of the little more residential roads were a little bit dicey, you know, Mr. Yeah. Bush, if that's what you're asking. But actually well, the main thoroughfares were indeed safe and clear.
1: Can I just say though, right, that um I, I used to love the kind of communal jeopardy that we would have on a snowy day in terms of getting in. But the working from home thing with Covid has has, has lessened mm. that jeopardy now. So I guess if you work from home, the, the biggest risk you've got is maybe going over in your Crocs if you're putting a bin bag out. <laughs> yeah. or something, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Rather than yeah. getting trapped in town and can't get home. Do you remember There was that yeah. jeopardy before where you might have to, you couldn't get back from work. You'd be stuck mm. in or staying overnight or something. No, no. Well,
2: um, well, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I remember actually, I remember actually having a, having a nightmare journey, right? And this was what happened. This was a few years ago and it snowed and, and I was in central London and I was there with my daughter who was only about, three or four at the time and so it was a bit like right well we need to get home because this is unscheduled but we need to get back now because this could like cause all sorts of problems when I got the car got on the thing suddenly the snow's coming down it doesn't feel right like even the main roads are blocked with everything and that journey home that should have been about 40 minutes took seven and a half hours oh right, word! for us to get back roads were completely blocked Fight war of the worlds we lived, up, we lived up this hill there was there was car sliding back down the hill they couldn't get up there i've got like this young daughter in the back i need to get her back and so then you're trying to find another route round meanwhile interestingly it was also the same year whereby department store john lewis right which is located or the branch of which is located not far from where i live People were trapped and they couldn't get out of there. So they actually let a load of people that year sleep over in the bed department Jeez, of John Lewis because they couldn't get home. And it was like a proper crisis sort of almost warlike situation. I miss that. I know it's I know. the dunkirk spirit it Day. Is. but like it's now really. like what
1: are, you, what are you worrying about if you work from home like you might run out of printer ink yeah. you might have that on subscription very, very we'll continue this chat, but very quickly
0: on john john lewis i went to john lewis on sunday to take my mm. dog for a christmas photo shot, shoot and it was it was in and i didn't know this existed the jan mulby rooms within john wow. lewis within liverpool and i was like i got there and I've, number one, I've got a dog in me, and I'm about to walk through a major department store in Liverpool mm. and my missus is asking the person if they know where the Jan Mulby rooms is and I'm like, am I in an <laughs> episode of Phoenix Nights? here? What is going on? Well, I, well, I,
2: I don't understand Jan Mulby's contribution don't. to retail and department stores that would result in him having a room Well, they've got, got a good area. food hall, haven't they, I think? Well, Yeah, yeah, I,
0: I I just, I, I asked the woman and she was like, I mean, I'm a bit. I don't really want to go in the Jan Moldy room. And sh- I mean, why is it here? And she just went, she just looked at me and just sh- sh- shrugged with like, like she didn't have. Can we an... to Google it now and see?
2: see what the relationship is. There's got to be a reason for it. Surely this is live. This is live research.
0: I, I've, it was a very, very. I mean,
1: um, Jan, Jan. is. Is Jan still with us? What
0: oh yeah, a... yeah, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not like yeah, a posthumous. Yeah, yeah. uh no, no. Um... He's the scoutest no, 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 no. Danish man you'll ever meet.
1: Yeah, he was great he
0: was a good, tremendous footballer but i couldn't quite understand it i mean you know when you are taking your dog for a christmas uh photo shoot you know the last thing you wanted to wear it to be is in Jan, the Yam Molby room so uh, hey, okay
2: okay 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 right listen so i have i have an answer for you so this is from the london evening standard and it says thus i'm reading this out um Liverpool legend has room named after him following viral joke. John Lewis Liverpool named their community space the Jan Molby Room following a viral joke from comedian Troy Hawke. Right. Well, that must be right. very recent then. So, uh, uh, so blah 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 oh, blah. That must
0: be, yeah, I know, I know. Oh so, yeah, former,
2: former Liverpool legend has had an event space named after him following a viral joke which saw him being apologised to by a British supermarket. Jan Mulby, who played from the... Blah, 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 became part of a viral joke earlier this year when comedian Troy Hawke posed as a greeter from the fictional Greeters Guild outside a Waitrose and said the act had been approved by Mulby. For Muse uh. staff, said that they did not know who the ex-Liverpool midfielder was, which led the comedian asking for a public apology from the supermarket. Waitress staff responded by singing Lady Gaga's hit paparazzi and dancing with pictures of Molby adorned with love hearts to apologise. Wow. Lewis and Liverpool went even further in highlighting their love for the former player by renaming their community space the Jan Mulby room, which has been decorated with photos from his football career. There you go. There's your answer. What about that? That isn't that's incredible. That Amazing. Is, I had no, I literally
0: had no idea. We, I didn't set this up. I, I promise you, I had no idea. And that's a very recent thing because Troy, Troy. I'm not. Are you aware of? Are you aware of uh, Troy Hawk?
2: Is he now? Is he? He's the guy who stands outside shops. Is he kind of like like a spiv? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I I've seen bits of, of like front of, of, of house outside of a yeah. shop. getting you, a, you know. Yeah. Showing so it you is it. a new. It is a new phenomenon. But that's strange, though, Ped, the fact that you actually experienced it. Well, not only live in real life, but live in real life with a dog under exactly. you.
1: With the photos of your dog good. Ped, they, uh, yeah, we haven't had... Them.
0: We're going to get them on... We've got to go back on Sunday to pick them up, so... Um... I'm
1: that's weird isn't it you think like in these days now instant everything's instant whereas that's that's almost a throwback to getting your photos done back in the oh, early it, 90s it was a proper back.
0: no but it was a proper thing it was like a guy, the, like the guy was like you know give me more give me more give me more mm. you know show me mm. that oh yes 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 mm. you know he was a proper w- work, work it Peter work, work it <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't even doing it but you know he, he was proper go- I don't know I don't know where why he was doing it with dogs that's got nothing to do with me but there mm. you go but um
1: What's the plan with the picture then? So you get a photo of your dog, christmas Christmas up, and what are you going to do with it?
0: I have no idea. I don't know. It wasn't my choice to be there. I was still very, very um, jet-lagged, and I just went with the flow. I'll be honest okay. with you. You know, you don't ask questions do you sometimes. You just go along with it. Yeah, But I, I'm thinking,
1: are these are these like family are – these, are these going to go out as family Christmas cards? No. Like, I don't know. Dave's got these like a Vitti – the, the Vitti family wish you a Merry Christmas with Dave on the front in a jumper, that kind of. Mm, yeah, you do I that?
2: Tar- I don't send cards, by the way. No, no one should send cards oh, in this day and age. Oh, yeah. What's no. your problem
1: with cards, the pair of you?
2: I just, huh? do you know what? I, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, and and I don't mean this to sound mm. miserable and unchristmasy but I just can't be asked. Mm, I'm the same. You no, know? I'm it's the, just Dave. I just, I, you know, yeah, it's it's just never been for me, and I made a conscious decision years ago to just not do it. Mm. You know, it's I mean, ad- not, I think before what I used to do is I do a few yeah, or, or I do, I do what they, what I refer to as the kind of the return, uh the return sort of aspect. So what you, what you do and if you collect, this is what I used to do is that you would actually keep maybe half a dozen Christmas cards and envelopes in the glove box mm. of your car emergency and ones thus, and then when you go round to someone's house around this time of year and they kind of go oh by the way I've got your Christmas card and you kind of go Oh, I've, <laughs> yours is in the car it's in the car, car. <laughs> in the car. then you go wow. out to the car and then you quickly yeah. write you know yeah. dear whoever bloody bloody blah, blah, blah and wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and then you kind of go here's yours I, I, I knew I had it in the car somewhere I meant to bring it round I'm doing the rounds at the moment that would be my policy for yeah. it therefore if you got one you would therefore do the backhand return, mm. um, but if you didn't, then you wouldn't. Yeah, and that's outrageous,
1: and, Dave. That's that's the most morally I, I think it's thing fantastic. Ever I think
2: is that is. Do we have any equivalent to
0: that, like of having presents in the house? You know, a bottle of wine oh, or yeah, some yeah, chocolates, no, no, no. just in case yeah. someone turns up. They bring presents with them, and you go,
2: "Oh yeah, I've got you a yeah you've and you have well, the do you, have a, do you not have a bottom drawer? um you, know, in, you in don't our, want to see. It, I'm going to say it ain't got chocolate and alcohol in it. I was going to say. You know, um, in in our house, we always in this this was like a family tradition. There was always the bottom drawer. So this was stuff that you would get that you either didn't need or didn't want, and it was things that would then be re-gifted. And so you could have stuff like that for the, the exact same reason that Ped is describing. Mm-hmm. So if somebody comes over and you kind of think, oh, I should have gone and got us a present. Right? We haven't got them anything. Hang on we've got, we, let me go and have a look for yours. Cause it's already quickly go in there, quickly wrap something up, a bottle of whatever, or some Turkish delight that you don't like or whatever it is. And then you give it to them. Then you kind of go, there you go. There's your Christmas present. And then everybody's good. And it's all back to so, evens. So the worst thing about this, right. Is that the three of us are sat
1: here in our, um, toffee TV, Christmas jumpers. Mm. And then you two are just absolutely destroying the Christmas spirit with your, no. uh, no, listen, Shiraz this, 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 the, this is the this is the
2: toffee off. TV ho ho show. This is like proper Christmas. <coughs> <laughs> like proper Christmas. It doesn't get more Christmassy
1: than I'm this. I'm taking my jumper off. I'm really no, sorry. I'm no, going to take my jumper it's off. It's not that ridiculous. I, 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 think I think this
2: skunk. is
0: the of. I think this is the spirit of Christmas is being prepared. Mm. Um, mm. that's and that's it. Just having stuff ready just in case someone. It's no, it's, no, it's the equivalent of no. like It's like on Facebook. I I just don't like wish anyone happy birthday anymore. It's the same thing. It's like if if if, if I'm going to wish you happy birthday, I'll send you a message because you're my mate. I'm not going to wish some people, and it's the same with Christmas cards. I just mm. can't be arsed sending Christmas cards. If I really mm. like you, I'll see you over Christmas, and I'll probably get okay. you something properly. But mm. Christmas cards, to me, are just they are very much a, a analogue situa- situation, in it, and we're in a digital world now. Do
1: you know what I mean? All know right, know you I mean? two are going to both be visited by the Ghost of Christmas Future within the next two to three weeks. That's what's going to happen. Ooh, so it's, Jimmy- it's set on the end of your bed.
2: Is 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 um you know is a Christmas with Bush is so to speak is that is 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 that a is that a festive place to be you know yeah. I mean are you do you like to think of yourself as very much a Christmassy celebratory character
1: I think there's so there's there's a midpoint between being you lot right the Grinch. <laughs> Mm. And then being like Gary Christmas, who's on local news because he loves Christmas so much. Mm. And he has his house decorated 24 hours a day, you know, 365 days a year. I think I'm the midpoint. I like a bit of Christmas, you know, uh, festive fun and and all that kind of stuff. But I certainly, you two, need to have a long, hard look at yourselves after this podcast is over. I
0: love it. Listen, I've just been to the most Christmassy place on earth, as far as I'm concerned. And it was just Christmas wall to wall for an entire week, but... I just don't understand why people buy each other a card. Like, like, me missus will go, you know, I'll get you a card. I'm like, why? We live in the same house. I wish you Merry Christmas. I don't need a fucking card off you that costs £4 from Clinton's or some other rip-off merchants. Do
1: you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run a, a, a Dave Vitti Almost PPI style, if you've been given a gift by Dave by David over the past five to ten years, you may be in line for compensation. Get people <laughs> to get in touch.
2: <laughs> yeah, where there's blame, there's a claim. Exactly. I mean, just, yeah, there could be. I, 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 I don't, I mean, granted, you know, it doesn't surprise me that, that, I mean, I've never spent Christmas with Ped, and realistically it probably would never happen, but it doesn't surprise me that, that he is possibly even less Christmassy than me because you know, that's uh, just, that's, that's the character that we you know. I am very Christmassy. I am very, very, oh, Christ- right. I just don't see the point
0: in cards. Honestly, I just, to me, they're just non, it's just nonsense to me that like mm. I will, I will buy good presents for people. Like I stocked up for me, niece and nephew in America. And, they're going to get cracking Christmas presents. My mum and dad always get something brilliant. I sent I sent them to see Frankie Valley last year for Christmas. They always get good stuff off me. But Christmas yeah. cards just feel so old-fashioned to the point of, like, what's the point now? Like, I don't... Like, we live in a digital world, like you were just saying before. Like, you know, you can go to work at home now and without any issues, you can do it all kinda of. I just don't see the point in sending a Christmas card to someone anymore when we're all attached 24 hours a day now via... Whatever social network or via our phones or whatever, I just to me it just seems such an old-fashioned thing. Do
1: you know what I get one good Christmas tradition, and we haven't done it for a little while. I've not been up for a game around the, the like December time at, yeah. at Goodison for a little while. But what what is the wine? They get like they sell this fantastic fortified, just absolute like loopy juice wine at, at Goodison. I've had that a few times. Yeah, let you get a little bottle
2: little tiny bottle of, of fortified wine you remember yeah, well, sub- the, the, well, well the, only, the only fortified and I've, I've never experienced it good as some the only fortified wine that I know of that's involved with football is Buckfast which actually is is is, is made in your part of, of the world Andy Bush Yes. and strangely is is exported almost entirely to Glasgow. Yeah, um, my, my and, friend and, from and, Falkirk is obsessed with it. Yeah, or, the, or Scotland generally, you know, and Scottish football in many ways, um, again, huge sweeping statement, um, is sort of fueled on Buckfast, you know. But it's strange <laughs> the fact that they should take something which is a fortified wine made by Benedictine monks in an abbey in Bucks, Buckfastly in Devon. Yeah. And why or how it should have ever ended up on the streets of Glasgow and Edinburgh. But it has, you know, and it's something of a of a of a thing there. But I've never experienced buckfast or fortified wine in. Someone
1: or, back uh, me up on this, right? If you if you've be, you've been a good ascen, you've decided you don't you don't want the beer that makes you need to go for a piss no. within three minutes of sitting down again. I'll try the mm-hmm. wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it tastes like if you when you go to Holy Communion and you you have uh, blood of Christ, you know that wine out of the goblet. It tastes like, <laughs> like that wine. What Jesus
2: is blood. Jesus blood. We send yeah. them
0: Christmas cards and we're drinking wine out of a goblet i mean these these are things that just to me just sound like they belong in another
1: century I'm, do you I'm, guys do mass do you do carol services or mass see no, see? i'm not no. I'm not religious going to hell the pair of you
2: well no but hang on i'm 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 i'm, I'm already i'm already getting and you know, and, and i don't want to i don't want to get onto the the thorny subject of religion because i think it's probably best avoided but i'm getting from our conversation andy bush that you may indeed be a roman catholic <laughs> Is that I, correct?
1: Uh, funnily enough, Dave. Yes, I am a right. Roman See,
2: Are you now? In, are you in I, I managed to start a podcast. I managed yeah. to. I managed to deduce that from the conversation that we've had. But mass and and carols and church and and, and all original of that, sin. Yeah, no, I mean, I've never, I've never done, I've never done the the midnight mass thing. No, ever, ever. But I think that's Brilliant. more of a Catholic thing. But which is is great. You know, mm-hmm. happy days. I did okay. go
0: to St. Patrick's Cathedral while I was in New York, though. And that was a, that was a, that was, I've been to, to some of the major Catholic institutions around the world. I'll, let, I'll have you know that, Andy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay. Do, and I and, and you know what? I find them really interesting. I've been to the Vatican. I've been to uh, Notre Dame. I've been to,
1: you know, Wayped way Ped talks, he reminds me of like, you know, he's like sadly passed on and he's at the gates of heaven trying to just convince me. <laughs> yeah, him trying him. to
2: convince. <laughs> yeah, I've been to the Vatican. I've got photos <laughs> and everything.
1: <laughs> pull, Scro- scrolling for his phone. I pulled you know me mean? short
0: be out, down, be out, Below my knees for it, um, and yes, they're very, very nice places to be around Christmas. But you know, I, I don't necessarily buy into it all. But it, it is nice, okay. and I can understand why people go to mass, and I can understand that. I'd rather do that than buy fucking Christmas cards. Mm. At least there's something <laughs> behind that, and it's free. Um, <laughs> well, free to a point. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's oh, not, it's not I, a... I, 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 I'll
2: be honest with you. I actually did buy some charity Christmas cards last night. Uh, oh. Charity ones yes. are acceptable. We always charity stick. ones yeah. and in, fact, you know, they, in the glove compartment. Or... Yeah. And I thought they were tremendous value. They were two pounds for five luxury charity mm. Christmas cards, which I thought wasn't wow. bad. And actually they were just in a nice a nice thin box that would fit nicely into my glove compartment <laughs> just in the event of any <laughs> yeah. kind of um backhanded need.
1: Outrageous.
0: We always we buy them for like the guide dogs and stuff like that. And we mightn't even send them. Because that's the good mm. thing of it. The good thing about Christmas cards, what I will say, is they are timeless.
2: If you don't send them this year, you can send them next year. They're not going out of date, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, where you, well, you say that. You say that they are ordinarily timeless, except for the last couple of years where there was comedy COVID ones. Do you remember? Oh, and then yeah. there was ones with, you know, I, you know, for example, you know, Rudolph on a Zoom call or something like that, because it was all kind of topical <laughs> with lockdown. Those things I think are very dated already. But ordinarily, are you right? The, the the central pillars of Christmas, you know. Um, uh, stay the same. Yeah. Well,
1: given given Christmas and we're heading towards Christmas, what is the 1878 uh, FM podcast's opening hours as we head towards the Christmas period? Then, what are we are we, are we podcasting next week? We're are, we, podcasting. are we are yeah. we? are going to podcast right the way through this bad boy. Is that what we're going to do? Yeah, why not?
2: Why not? Let's do I mean it. I mean, the thing is that you know that way we can bring live seasonal cheer yeah. from our own homesteads exactly. to exactly. the people. <laughs> You know, and I think that's what people would want one yeah. I you one thing that I did which
0: I really really did like about actually being in New York was that you know it's the whole happy holidays thing, isn't it with yeah. America yeah, but yeah, I yeah. but what 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 I didn't sort of realize never being in uh, over in America uh, around this time do you know the way for us? it is all build up to Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and now it's basically New Year's Eve. It's the whole of that week. Remember, I don't know what it was like when you were kids, but I always remember that week felt like when I was a kid, like everybody was off, and you went Mm -hmm. round to all your uncles and aunties, But whereas now it just feels like once you get to Boxing Day, it's back to the grind till New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. But I felt like in America, like, when they say happy holidays, they mean now. They mean right now. The whole of December yeah. is like is like a celebration to them, from Thanksgiving all the way through to I imagine New Year's Eve. And I really enjoyed that. And and don't get me wrong, there's no extra. There's no. There's nothing extra to do. It's just a. It just didn't feel rushed. It felt like well, today's Christmas, tomorrow's. I know they say happy holidays, but it felt like the whole thing was 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 part of it. And it was a big this, festival, yeah, isn't it? And it and, mm. and as I say, you didn't. There's nothing extra. It's more just an attitude of, like, this whole thing from now to then is is all the holidays and just enjoy the whole thing. And we don't it, have to wait till Christmas Eve till we can actually sit down and go, now we can enjoy Christmas. Because I feel like yeah. it's just one big rush in this country for two days, whereas for, I felt a lot more relaxed. Like, we can celebrate it all the way through December.
1: I think they work harder than us, though, in America, yeah, don't they? Their they do. they're, they're working hours mm. are like brutal compared yeah. to what we get away it's with. It's because they so have no working rights. That's why. I... Yeah, it is, though. It is. So I think that's why they kind of ring fence that bit of time. And it's like, right, we're sitting down, we're
2: going to relax and But they it are also things. just better at stuff like that than us, so aren't they? Well, they're you know, more they're sincere, just, aren't they? about yeah, it? Yeah, they're less cynical, yeah. aren't they, than we are, mm. you yeah. know? And I think they are better at happiness. Um, generally you know and they do things like christmas and halloween but but then also but it's just the way that like the whole service industry in america is just better than it is here you go into a restaurant the service is good you go into a bar the service is good you go into a shop and they look after you you know whereas here you know generally there's a sort of attitude of can't be asked you know when you ask for something in this like i've been in the supermarket in america and i've asked for something specific and they kind of go sure sir let me let me help you and this guy like literally walks you to the thing and i go oh they were here somewhere just hang on a second let me find it and this guy was so pleased when he actually you know found these ziploc freezer (laughs) bags that i was trying to bring back from my mom right whatever in 2002 anyway i got the ones that she wanted job done successful mission but here you know when you ask somebody and you kind of say have you got whatever and they kind of go no No, we haven't got it. And the thing is, the reason they say that we haven't got it is because they can't be asked to actually go and have a look and they can't be asked to go and show you, And and which is why now that I'm becoming old and even more jaded and cynical is that I will then eventually go and find said item, which I was asking for help, and then I will go and find that operative and actually point out the fact that they do sell it, (laughs) you know? And actually, if they'd looked harder, they would know where it was. Aisle 13, halfway (laughs) along, just on the right-hand side, if you're wondering
1: all right, my dad. You are literally my dad, yeah. Dave. No, I am. Turning,
2: I'm turning into my own dad. You need a you bit know? of religion in your life. Do. <laughs> I don't think that Roman would Catholic.
1: Help. Do you think Baz would be up for a, a split off Roman Catholic podcast? Yeah, 100. He loves
0: it. Oh, he loves it.
1: Give loves, it a Latin name lo- or something. Yeah, 100.
0: So I mean. 100.
1: Stations just, of the Cross with Bush and Baz.
0: Just before we finish, I'll give you a, a good example. <laughs> I'll give you a good example of someone helping out while I was in New York I went went to the Turnmill pub which is the uh, Everton pub in New York where people go and they've got a wall of all gear and and, uh, it was quite it was in the night time and it was, it was full of like people mm-hmm. do on a Christmas night
2: out. And I went over to the wall and it's pitch black. When you say a wall of gear, you're talking about all the evidence, like Yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, yeah. No, not, Nothing else. No, nothing yeah. sure. all the evidence
0: stuff on the wall. And it's quite dark. And, you know, I was trying to get pictures and it was fine. I've got a flash. Mm. But the. But the... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've the got f- more than more cons. It, hey, Liz, hey, hey,
2: Liz, don't worry. <laughs> I've got a flash I've got got a flash
0: flash. (laughs) Uh, and the bouncer came from outside running and got his little torch out of it I got you I got you and started shining it on the wall and I thought that would never happen here the guy would probably more likely (laughs) grab me by the scruff of the neck and go and throw me out for standing in the passageway so uh, fair play to him so there you go Right there we have it. I'm sure we'll be back next week to be talking full full
2: Christmas next week. Yeah. Full Christmas. Full-blown Christmas. I mean, full full me I tell you what, Andy Bush, if you think it's been Christmassy today, right, you've not seen anything yet. Yeah. Next week, it will be honestly... We'll will, we will be, we be going fully baubles deep next week.
1: Oh, that's good. Thanks, Dave. Can we put that on a poster? We'll have all yeah.
0: our virtual cards ready to send <laughs> and our emergency yeah. cards. <laughs> you guys
1: have filled me with Christmas cheer. You really have, the pair of you. Ho, ho, ho. right big thanks to Dave big thanks to Andy we'll be back next week see you then